One of the biggest fears that parents have as their kids grow is the possibility that their child's going to be bullied for their differences. But there is also the fear that your kid just might be that bully. As we end Autism Awareness Month, we want to talk a little about how to model being a good friend to your children and help them learn to embrace the differences in others. And speaking of fears, many first-time parents can get easily scared when their children get sick. But when is the right time to see the pediatrician? How do you know when your kid is really sick? Or maybe we're just unsure. We'll give you guidance on when it's time to listen to your own intuition. Because remember, the best decision is the one that you make. Welcome to the Mom's On Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms On Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, Laura and Jennifer. This is Emma from Oregon. Loved your podcast a couple weeks ago for Autism Awareness Month, and it got me thinking about how to teach my kids tolerance and acceptance. I have a two-year-old and another one due this fall, and I want to make sure that my kids are willing to be friends with anyone who they might come across at school or in life. And with social media lately, it just seems like there are so many videos coming out of kids who are just being awful to their peers just because they're different. At what age can I start talking to my little ones about how some people might be different than us? You know, how do I teach them to be friends with everyone? Thank you guys so much for everything. Bye. All right. I think that there's one thing that we just have to unpack first and foremost. We cannot pick our kids' friends. Oh, wait, no. Okay. That's you can't that's a no for me. You can't do it. You can make them a good friend. You can make them a good friend, but you cannot pick their friends. So all of what we're doing is gonna be focused on helping your child to become a good friend. You know, we've talked about this before. Yes, be be the the person. Yes, Yes, be that person. And, you know, I think so many times as as we start to unload this and talk about this today, Jennifer, is, you know, us being that good friend, Mm -hmm. allowing your kids to see what friendship looks like. Well, and we model it. You and I model that. You model that with your friends. So they get to see what being a good friend looks like by virtue of being in your family. And not only that, but when we're purposeful about investing in who they are, then that's we're going to get the most return on our investment in that way. So we can't change other people. And we want them to see everybody equally. And we want all these wonderful things. Even as my boys grew up, and I have three handsome, handsome young men. And I would always say, you know, when they were dating, my policy was you pick them, I love them. <laughs> yep. Yep. That policy is always, you can't, and we can't Wait. pick them. No. But we can begin to model what that looks like to be a good 
friend to others that come around and walk that out alongside them as you're at the park, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we want to ignore when there is a difference. Mm -hmm. How do we handle that, Jennifer? How do we handle, okay, this, we're at the park, there's this beautiful little girl who may be missing an arm. Mm -hmm. Our kid notices that Mm -hmm. and begins to ask those questions. How do we go about navigating that? Well, number one, we're not afraid of their honesty. Like they notice that this little girl doesn't have two arms. Yeah. Isn't different beautiful? Oh, okay. Everybody write that down. Isn't different beautiful? We're going to keep that in our pocket. (laughs) Well, that's how we make them into good friends. Instinctively different can be bad. Now, you mm. and I remember when we were younger, we used to like, one of these things is not like, like the, the others. others. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're learning patterns. They're learning to notice similarities and differences. And our job is to teach them what the perspective on differences should be. And it it's so funny because it will backfire onto you. Just, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, differences are beautiful. And when you're sincere about that and you're okay with their honesty about it. Like, (gasps) oh, we said that out loud. Well, we all know. So let them explore that. The kids are fantastic at it because they're just so honest. And, you know, so I think that's one of the, one of the biggest things that we can do is just get those phrases going so that different isn't always bad. Hi, this is Megan from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm a first time mom. My daughter is three months old and her name is Isabel. We took her to the pediatrician the other day because I was worried about the cough that she had. My mom told me that I was overreacting and that kids get sick sometimes. And the pediatrician was super nice and super helpful and said it was just a cold and nothing to worry about, which is great. But I still felt bad, like I was wasting her time and, you know, like I didn't really need to be there. So when do you know that it's time to take your baby to see the doctor? And when do you know if it's okay to stay home? How do I know if it's just a cold or if it's something worse? First time mom, thanks so much for your help. Bye. Oh, here's the thing. You don't. You don't know. <laughs> you don't. A three-month-old with a cough is a totally reasonable reason to go to the pediatrician. There's so little. You want to be on top of those things. And so I'm on your side. I think you made exactly the right decision, and you're the one that gets to make that decision. So that's not up to the one that raised you. It's up to the one. It's up to you. That, that's raising that little one that was given to you. And and the thing is, yes, you. I, I get where you're coming from. You don't want to be rushing off to the pediatrician for every little, little thing. And, and Jennifer and I took calls. We were taking all of these calls for so many years. So we get it. And we walked alongside families just like you trying to help determine when is that time? When do we head in? When do we uh, go and have that checked? And Jennifer and I will always say, if you're concerned, have it checked. You will never there regret. is you will never regret it. And there is never not a pediatrician out there who will be upset that you came in to what you think may be unnecessary. Uh, they would rather you come in and have them checked out. But the great thing is we have a whole list and we can't go through everything that's that's in our zero to six month book. We have a whole section of all of those general kind of things that, that can, says, hey, 
If this is what's going on, this is what you can do at home, and this is when you need to head to that pediatrician or give that pediatrician a call. So, and and it's all broken down, whether it's a cold or whether it's eye drainage or, you know, vomiting, <laughs> diarrhea, cough, you know, we have it all listed right there, just like we took call. Well, and you can remember, Laura, so many people felt the same way. So first of all, you're not alone. Even us as pediatric nurses, like I would call Laura yep. with things that I thought like, oh, but Do I, I go just, in? right, I just want somebody else to go. Yeah, you should. You yeah, should take yeah, them in. Yeah. And so we all want those reassurances. However, we are not raising our kids to make sure that we look good in front of the pediatric nurse. We're raising our kids to do the best that we can for them. And anytime that you are worried or anytime that there's an interruption in two out of the three activities of daily living, like they're not sleeping and their general daily affect is fussy, or they're not eating and they're not sleeping, or they're not, you know, they're out of sorts and not sleeping. So sleeping, eating, and their general daily affect, if we notice an interruption in two out of three of those activities of daily living, that's kind of the signal like, okay, maybe there is something that we need to look at. The other things, like Laura said, are listed in the book just to give you a basic idea. But there is this thing called parental intuition. Oh, and we say that over and over again. And we relied on that even mm-hmm. as nurses. Yes. One, our own intuition, but also those families that we were talking to. And it's incredible when they're like, yeah, I just feel like this cough is a little bit different than the 10 other coughs, right? And that's so important. And your baby's three months old. So you're just kind of getting used to what that feels like. And we're all worried that we don't have it, but you do. And so take those times, go in, do what feels right to you. And just in general, a three-month-old with a cough is an appropriate reason to seek medical care. And you did the right thing. So Laura and I would like to tell you, you did the right thing in case you need somebody's reassurance. Good job, Mama. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 